The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use the promo code NFCBEAST for 15% off, and that promo code is active until the Giants or the Eagles lose their next game. Howdy ho, the Generinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 230. Even though he lost in the weekend, I'm still going to send it out to Top Noy Kiram. He's uh, he, he he's entertaining. He had an entertaining fight, road to UFC. He likes smoking cigarettes. He, sign him up. Get him in the flyweight division of the UFC. So this goes out to him. I will be one of your hosts, Jeff Chalks Fox. Thanks for coming to the show. We're going to cover, as promised in the last episode, Gumby's favorite promotion, Bellator. We're going to give you some Bellator picks. And recap some of uh, what happened on the weekend with some of Gumby's other picks. So let's just jump right into this. Let's not, we don't need to drag things out. Let's get right down to brass tacks here. Let's bring in the star of the show, the one and only Daniel Gumby Vreeland. Hello. Hey, uh, I'm, hey. I'm pissed that this is a Bellator event because <laughs> uh, th- there's there's not a lot good going on in, in regional promotions. But before we... Uh, we completely shit on the fact that like LFA left us high and dry this week and CFFC left us high and dry. I will say if you are looking for something to watch other than the UFC this weekend, make sure to check out uh, Cage Titans is a fun card with a couple of people on it that are fun to watch. The only problem is they probably won't have odds, which is probably why I chose not to break it down. Uh, and they've got a debuting fighter who's super fun to watch. He's going to an O professional um, by the name of Jack Congdon, who is their amateur champ, who's we're gonna get to see turn pro for the first time. He's probably gonna slaughter somebody, and it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch. So check out Cage Titans too, because Gumby is into that kind of thing. Guess who else doesn't have any odds, Dan? Yeah, Bellator right now. Yeah, not yet at least. They will buy. Yeah. Let Let's say if you're you're listening to this Wednesday, just pining for our prelims <laughs> uh, breakdown, you're all bummed out, yeah. and this is this is the only way you you sad junkies could get your fix. Um, they probably have odds by now. Uh, and I'll give you, I'll give you Russ estimates, which I'm always pretty good at. He is always good at it. All right. You want to, um, recap some of the regional stuff on the weekend we made picks on? You, you always have a nice, concise recap ready. Uh, we'll go to LFA first. Gumby went one, two, three, three and one because the fight fell through. So you ended up up 10 bucks based on our silly bet 100 bucks in every fight. Think of a jig, but, um, thoughts on that. I'd watch it. So you'll have to let me know. Yeah, I mean, like, the people who I thought were going to look good look really good. Like, Jenna Bishop, uh, I think we got her when I, I said she was, like, negative 300 when it first posted. I think she closed at negative 900. Wow. Uh, so, so like, my faith in her was uh, well noted. Um, Bruno Assis, uh, I, you know, like, when it first posted, he was negative 150, and he jumped up to negative 225. He looked like a negative 225 favorite. So all the people looking the way that I thought they would – the one dog who I really liked, Tyus White, was just not as big of a dog as I wanted, so I laid off him. And he wound up being the only one who lost out of the ones I picked. And it was it was a closer fight than the odds would suggest. But, uh, yeah, anyway, good night in LFA. And then in Road to UFC, this is the one I got to talk about. Yeah. Because yeah, I watched it this morning. Five and four, Gumby went. Sorry to interrupt. Five and four, he made 62 bucks. Because even though we didn't really have odds based on, on the one fight, I don't think it ever did hit the board. So I just did it based on your... Minus 300, but Gumby, 
fun for, but he made money because he hit a 225 dog, everybody. Um, and he looked, Sarah G looked fantastic. That knockout was, he's called the death kick, but that was a death punch. But yeah, he was, he was, he was also at, he was also at two. It, it, so it was two, you just said two, 235? 225. 225. He was 265 in some places at the time of the fight, Ooh. which is uh really sweet. And yeah, uh, you know, I think in my breakdown, I said I, I like him striking. I think he's probably going to be a little bit better of a striker. And I also think he could probably grapple him if he needed to. And uh, yeah, man, he got it done. So I was I was really impressed uh, with what he did. And also, you know, worth mentioning, I also hit uh, Kasuke Sasu at a plus 105. Um Zayi negative 120 so like really close numbers on some of those and it all came through so uh yeah even the ones I lost don't feel awful about um the, the I guess the only one that I feel real bad about is Kyung Pyo Kim uh couldn't handle the wrestling of Jubilee like I thought he could and Jubilee might be the real deal so uh that's kind of fun I am also a little bit bummed that uh Kazama who I had at plus 190 his fight got canceled because Minwoo Kim couldn't couldn't make the weight so now he's just like weirdly in the finals against Rinya Nakamura having not fought. And that just feels oh, like Nakamura gonna... looks so good. Yeah. Nakamura is such a beast, dude. Like, so I, and, and I said before, like he was negative 500 when we broke him down. I think he was negative a thousand by the time the fight rolled around. And I said on our episode last Friday, I was like, he could beat a bunch of guys in the UFC right now. And I stand by that. He could definitely beat Bantamweights in the UFC right now. If he fought Brady Highstand, I'd pick him. If he bought, fought Ayman Zahabi, if he fought Ayman Zahabi, I'd pick him. Like, that's that's the kind of guy he is right now. I think he could just beat those types of dudes. Yep. Yeah, He and he wasn't even relying on his boxing. Uh, sorry, on his wrestling. He he was a world champion wrestler, and he just lit the man up on his feet. Yeah, which I, I think... Like, didn't let up. Do you think it was a statement that he was trying to do that? Maybe, yeah. Like, yeah. And if you're winning on the feet, why why change the avenue but you know he, he looked great did his interview with lauren english like he's he's the star of the making possibly um doing all the right things for sure so um yeah key ram uh was entertaining but sadly he, i still want him in the ufc he's such a fun striker and personality it, does it feel like he's gonna wind up in the ufc anyway because he, uh, he had volkanovsky in his corner too which you think he's got to be that you got to be um got to be good for your chances as well yeah, I think so. And also, I'll just say this. It, it, he feels like the type of guy who the UFC is like, you know what? He, he's probably got a lot lot to give us. You know, and yeah. a lot. he has a market that we don't usually hit. So, like, I, I got a feeling we, we this is not the last we see of Top Noy. I also know who his manager is. Uh, his manager is a guy who uh, manages a lot of UFC fighters, like a lot yeah. of UFC fighters. It would not be surprising to see him in the UFC. His girlfriend uh, started following me on Twitter last night. So I was going to ask her her thoughts on cigarettes, if she thinks they're fun as well. But <laughs> it's in her bio that, that she's his girlfriend. So anyhow. Um, yeah, I uh, other than Sergi uh, on part, that was he was on five, right? I think he, um, the, the knockout I, was on, on the first show. Yes, okay. correct. Yeah, that, that was the rest of the show was kind of eh. Uh, and then the second show was pretty, pretty fire, as the kids say. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, I got I, any, anytime we're watching prospects, even if the fights aren't super exciting, I, I'm excited. And and that's also like a, uh, they're the prospects I don't get to see a lot. Like I don't watch yeah. a lot of road and I don't watch a lot of 
you know, wh- whatever promotions we're talking about over there, dreams and things like that. So it, it's cool to see prospects who I've heard a lot about and haven't gotten a chance to watch a lot. Yeah, and they seem like the talent level is, is pretty high too. It's not like um, we were seeing bad fights or anything like that. So true. Yeah. So so, so the death kick, uh, he's got to change his name to Death Punch, which would be C Pukalan Mount. I looked it up, Dan. So there you go. Um, <laughs> All right, we're um, enough of the recap. We're going to give you winning picks for Gumby's favorite promotion in a second after I tell you about WinBet, our friends at WinBet. They keep us in your ears four times a week, sometimes five. Thinking of joining WinBet now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100, get a $100 free bet. Looking to join the WinBet Biggest Winners Club, whoever hits the biggest parlay on WinBet, odds wise, get the $1,000 free bet. The last week's winner of the Biggest Winners Club was a New York better who hit a plus 15,066 parlay on all live money lines, wagering $110.40 to win $16,743.56. WinBet, truly hashtag digens only. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet, so they know we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you are someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, and it's not even a good Bellator either, Dan. It seems to, it seems it's never a good Bellator when we, when we break down Bellator. Is there such a thing? Yeah, there's good Bellators. There, there's a there's a couple of fighters I'm excited yeah. to see on this, but I, I I'm gonna spoil this. I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when they used to have tent pole events? They don't really do that anymore, do they? They used, they used to at least get like four good Bellators a year. Was was the tent pole events the term they used to use when Bjorn Rebney was running the company? <laughs> Yeah, probably. So it would be Kimbo, Kimbo, and that other guy would like have cardiac arrest in the in the cage and yeah. Dada, Dada five thousand. Dada, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the good old days. And Ken Shamrock would would fight and uh, those good old days. But no, we uh, at least we got some real fights here in Bellator. We're going to break down five of them for you. This where is this taking place? This is another European one, is it not? Yes, Bellator Milan is also known as uh, Bellator. Two- 87 Piccolati versus Barn. How do you say his name? Barn Wee? Barn Wee. Yeah, I think it's. So it's the French pronunciation of Wee. Uh, Barna Wee. So Bellator Milan, you can call it if you like. Showtime, US broadcaster, prelims, YouTube, on YouTube, all of it in Canada for free. So that's one positive. It's happening Saturday afternoon, 12.30 p.m. When's the UFC this week? Do you know? I guess it's Vegas, so it's going to be a evening one right i think it's an i think it's an am card if i'm not mis- or not an am card but like a 4 p.m uh but i'll put the intern on it give me a second okay yeah i was gonna say maybe you can do both all right uh like milan italy the alliance cloud arena it's in the cage sally not not uh some fancy contraption 15 fights but we're not going to break down 15 balance or fights so you think we're crazy uh dan picked five that he enjoys the most and we're going to get in on that does it, did the intern get the answer? Or are we yeah, 4, 4 p.m. for uh, for the beginning of the UFC fights. Okay. Uh, no, right. granted, that was when Armfield was still fighting and Clayton Rodriguez was still fighting. So we right. might be looking at a 4.30 and then yeah. uh, 15 minutes until first fight clock. But, uh, yeah. yeah. All right. First fight. Lightweights. Thibaut Gaudi versus Alfie Davis. Light, three rounds. Five minutes. Lightweights. Go to my spreadsheet. Tell you about Gowdy first. GT is his nickname because it's his initials reversed. What an amazing nickname, eh? Yeah, I, I, that's it's not a great one. <laughs> nope, it is not a great one. Dan is uh, the collector of nicknames, and that is not a great one. He would know. Uh, he is Gowdy. 
Milwaukee, 16 and 5, six knockouts, six submissions, been knocked out once, submitted twice, one no Bellator, two and four straight fights, one and five in the UFC, uh, multiple regional championships on his mantle. You're going to say that a lot this episode. Used to fight at welterweight. 2011 was his pro debut. One of those a pro kickboxer. Two inches of reach on Davis. And as I said off the top, no odds. So now we'll give his odds after I break down. Alfie Davis, the Axe Man. 14-4-1, five knockouts, three submissions. Never been finished in a fight. 5-1-1 in Bellator. He drew in his last fight. His last win is uh, over two years now. So number 2020 was the last time he won a fight. Multiple regional championships on his. Mantle. Five years younger than Gowdy. Inch taller. And that's all I got for you. I'm going to, so first of all, yeah, we, we don't have odds on this one. I, I think Gaudi comes in as a slight favorite here, probably negative 145, negative 155, somewhere in that range. Um, and I'll, how about? Yeah, yeah, if you want to get real precise. Um, <laughs> and I'll take Gaudi at that price. Um, you know, not only higher level of opponents, you know, if you look at his losses in the UFC, it was largely to people who could shut down his wrestling and shut down his ability to get the fight to the mat when he wanted to. Um, Because he does like to strike a little bit, too. But when he he does sort of fall back on his wrestling and his jujitsu, it it tends to be what wins in fights. And when he can't fall back on that, he loses. That's why he lost to, like, you know, Nazarat Hakfrost and Olivia Alban Mercier. Like, those types of guys beat him because they can stuff a takedown and and be a better striker. So the thing about Alvy Davis, not going to do either of those things. I think he's going to wind up on his uh, butt for most of this fight. Um, So give me Gowdy. All right, give him Gowdy. So that was the only prelim fight uh, Gummy is going to break down. Uh, we'll jump into the main card in a second after I tell you about No House Advantage. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Playing pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning a quarter million dollars or more in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You also test your skills versus the house and win 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet enough to five player prop over unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Set up now with promo code SGPN, SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the App Store to get a first deposit match up to 25 bucks. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. You also won't, won't want to miss out on learning a new language with Babbel. If you're like me and there's a foreign language that you regret not learning in school, it's never too late to start with Babbel. Babbel is a language learning app that's sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lesson, you can finally cross learning that new language off your list. What are you going to learn, Dan? What language? You know lots I, of them already. I, I don't know lots of them, but I said I always said Portuguese so I could be the new translator guy. Yep. Exactly. You have to translate with you have to translate the feelings that the person says too, Dan. Not just the words. He translates I've been, with, I've with been told that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, with Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson so you can start having real-life conversations with a new language in as little as three weeks. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts and voiced by real native speakers, not computers. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. There's so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Not that you're going to need it. Start with your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash SGP. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash SGP for up to 55% off your subscription Babbel language 
for life. <coughs> okay. Featherweights, main card, Justin Gonzalez versus Andrew Fisher. Gonzalez, J-Train, another not-so-good nickname. 13-1, four knockouts, one submission, never been finished in a fight. 2-1 in Bellator. He's got a win-loss win over his Bellator career. 1-0 in the Contender Series. Six years younger than Fisher, three inches of reach on him. Fisher, 19-8-1 with one no contest, six knockouts, nine submissions. Been knocked out three times, submitted once. 2-0 with a no contest in Bellator. That's part of a 5-0 with one no contest streak he's on over his last six. Won his last fight, inch taller than Gonzalez. That's it. Yeah, so I, I think Gonzalez is going to come in in the negative 230 range here as a favorite. Uh, I'm going to ride him here as a favorite, too. I, I like I like the fact that he went toe-to-toe with Kai Kamaka uh, and won a decision there. Uh, I like that he went 15 hard minutes and, and even had his moments against Aaron Pico. Um, and, you know, the other guy he beat in Bellator was Taiwan Claxton. So, like... He, he's had a really, really, really impressive run here. And, you know, you mentioned he won on Contender Series. He beat Zach Zane. Not the most exciting fight, but definitely a fight. Andrew Fisher is one of those guys who's, like, kind of had, like, a late career resurgence here. Like, you know, you mentioned he'd won recently. But, like, he won recently against, like, a couple of guys who I don't have a lot of faith in. Um, You know, like, Attila Kormaz is, like, not the best Bellator type of competition. And Justin Gonzalez, it's worth mentioning high level division one wrestler. This guy wrestled at Northern Colorado, which is not a, it's not like a small school as far as wrestling goes. Like that might not be a school, you know, about for college football, if you're a college football guy, but like that, that's where Justin Gaethje wrestled. So like, you know, like it it is a high level wrestling area. I I think he's just going to like out wrestle the hell out of the much older Andrew Fisher. I saw Andrew Andrew Fisher in a Bellator event in 2014. He was in the tournament back when they used to have tournaments. Uh, and he got slaughtered then by a good grappler. So expect him to get slaughtered by a good grappler again. You think people don't grow? You think people don't change, Dan? Not at 37. <laughs> <laughs> That's no. young. Trust me, 37 is young. Maybe not, not for a fight. Not for good. not for a fighter. No, um, how about we go to lightweights now? Saul Rogers versus Tim Wild. Three rounds, five minutes. You know the deal. Uh, the Hangman, Saul Rogers, fifteen and four, one knockout, nine submissions. Submitted three times. Three and two in Bellator. We got a pattern. Even before Bellator, uh, this started. Loss win, loss win, loss win. He swapped wins and losses over his last six fights. He did win his last fight. That was back in September of 2021, though. He went 4-0 in the Ultimate Fighter. What happened after that? Uh, he he was not able to make the finale due to uh, issues he had getting a visa due to a criminal record he had not disclosed oh, to the UFC. So they pulled him. They pulled him from his uh, what would have won him the Ultimate Fighter because he was fighting Artem Lobov and he would have murdered him. Uh, they pulled him from that fight and gave it to Ryan Hall. Okay. There you go. And that turned out pretty well. So um, I wonder why he wasn't in the UFC if he went 4-0. Uh, two years younger in the wild. Wild is the experiment. Don't really like that. It's kind of, um, I don't like the nickname. It kind of is ominous. Uh, he's 14-4-1. Six knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out twice, submitted twice. Can you believe there's two guys with 14-4-1 records on this card, Dan, that we're breaking down? Alpha wild. And t- t- well, wild well, with an E. What are the odds? Wild. <laughs> it is wild doesn't help you bet, but it's wild nonetheless. Uh, wild is 2-1-1 in Bellator. Drew his last fight, and they both drew in their last. Well, did they 
fight each other last fight? Is that why? Did no. they all fight Davis? Oh, yes. Miles did fight Davis. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant, did he fight Saul Rogers? And I was like, no, I mean, he hasn't fought Saul Rogers. Sense, but still, the records are, the records are crazy. Multiple regional championships on his. Anto? Yes. Used to fight at featherweight. He's got inch height, three inches reach on Rogers. Go ahead. Yeah, so I, I'm going to take Saul Rogers here. I think he's going to be, let's say, negative 185 favorite. Um, I just think... He's a better wrestler, and despite the fact he's got a couple of losses in there, those losses are to really high-level opponents. Like, he lost to Mads Burnell and Daniel Weichel. Um, And, like, you know, you mentioned him on The Ultimate Fighter. He beat Ryan Hall to get to the finals. Ryan Hall did not originally get to the finals because he lost to Saul Rogers. And, like, that's a feather in your cap. Winning against Georgie Karakian is a feather in your cap. I, I just think he's too good of a grappler here for Tim Wilde. So I expect him ground him. Ground and pound him and uh, pick up the win here. Ground him, ground and pound him. Um, what was the number you? Uh, I said negative. I said negative one eighty five. Okay, I wasn't paying attention. I was talking about, with someone about the Phillies making it to the World Series. That's, uh, uh, <laughs> that's why I thought I'd bring that up. Um, all right, co-main event: Fabian Edwards. We talked about his brother in the last episode versus Charlie Ward, the Florida State quarterback, former New York Nick point guard. He's a fighter now. <laughs> I don't, super I don't old, think, dude. I think it's a different guy. I think he's older than me, even. That's a, oh, okay. Different guy. Fine. Um, Edwards is the assassin. 10 and 2, four knockouts, three submissions. Never been finished in a fight. Six and 2 in Bellator. One and 2 over his last three. He did win his last fight via knockout, though. Uh, Twitch. Oh, that was over uh, Lyoto Mashida. The Mashida era is still coming. Don't worry. It's still coming. Edwards, two inches taller than Reed. Half a foot of reach, six inches of reach on him, 13 years younger. So those numbers are definitely in his favor. <laughs> but, but Charlie Ward is relentless. Uh, he's 10 and four with six knockouts. He's been knocked out three times, seven and one in Bellator. He's won three straight. He went 0 and 2 in the UFC, used to fight at welterweight. Go ahead, do your best. Uh, so I think Charlie Ward's going to come in here as an absolutely massive underdog, uh, pro- probably plus 350 here. Because, you know, Fabian Edwards first has the name. Second of all, just beat Machida. But if, if that does post that high, uh, if, if it does post at the 350 line, I'm taking a stab at Charlie Ward here. Uh, I've seen some things out of Fabian Edwards that I don't love, uh, particularly like his loss to Costello Vint, uh Stennis. You know, kind of an ugly looking loss. He also lost to Vanderford, which probably would have gotten him a title shot. Uh, Austin Vanderford. And just, like, got controlled a little bit. The thing I will say about Charlie Ward that I think a lot of people forget about, he's insanely strong for his build. You know, he's a 5'11 middleweight, and it's because he's built like a refrigerator. I think there's a chance he comes in and just manhandles Edwards and, like, makes this dirty in the clinch. If it does, he's kind of won a couple of fights recently like that. Now, this could totally be a case where Fabian Edwards comes in and just starches him in no time at all. But like I said, if this posts at plus 350, plus 400, like I think it might, uh, I'm taking a stab on Charlie Ward as my dog on the card here. 375, I'm saying. Um, <laughs> if, if these odds are very off, then you will hear about it in the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord. And Gumby will, Gumby will advise you what to do, right? That's right. right. I'll, I'll be there. Or, or do you want to, you want to, for people who aren't Discord savvy, do you want to tell us a range you would fight Ward? Or you would fight, would you fight Ward? I would not fight Charlie Ward. Um, you, you're I losing would... weight though. You could cut down to 185, no problem. Oh, God. Um, 
Yeah, no, I, if he's if he's up over 300, I'd say he's worth a, a fun little underdog stab. Uh, he inches Only too far. Only 300, though? Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet him 250. Put it that way. Okay. All right. Um, you would use Fubo TV, though, if you want to I watch would. football. You definitely would. Maybe you do. Who's to say? It's it's private. Actually, um, one second. One second. Oh, the boss is. Change the ad reads, Dan. No Fubo TV. Fubo TV is very good, though. Um, we'll, we'll give them their props. So let me see. This happens sometimes. The boss changes the ad reads in the middle of the show. We did win. It's back. happening on the fly. I love it. <laughs> we did win back. Correct. We did no house advantage. Correct. All right. That, that's all that's in there now. So we're going to oh, roll. Let's throw it. <laughs> we're going to keep rolling. All right. Main event. Main event time. Adam Piccolotti versus Mansoor Barnawi. Bernoulli. Mans- that's he's got a very you can't get much more French than Mansour Bernoulli, can you? No, that that sounds about as French as you get. That's as French as you get around these parts. All right, Piccolotti, thirteen to four. Mansour nineteen to four. Let's break it down. Main event. Piccolotti is the bomb. Thirteen to four. Like I said, two knockouts, six submissions. He's been submitted one time. Nine and four in Bellator. He's got loss win loss over his last four. Regional champ as well. Bernoulli, Tarzan. Or the Afro Samurai, depending on where you look. Um, 19-4, six knockouts, 12 submissions. Never been finished in this fight, in a fight. This is his Bellator debut. He's won seven straight fights, all via finish. However, he's not fought since May of 2019. He's not lost since May of 2016. So he's on a roll. Multiple regional championships on his mantle. I believe he's fought in a lot of bigger regional promotions as well. Bigger European ones. Dan, will we'll close in on that in a moment. 2011, he's been a pro MMA fighter since. Four, inch, four years younger than Piccolotti, inch taller. Don't have reach info on him. Do you know much about this this guy, this Tarzan Afro Samurai guy? Yeah, you're right. He he has come from some really large promotions. So first of all, he fought for Road. He fought for KSW. He fought for M1 Challenge. Um, like he he's fought for everybody, and he that includes a a decision loss to Matthews Gamrot. Um. He he also uh, his only loss in M1 Global was to Islam Makashev. Like th- this dude has fought that. Yeah, right. Th- this dude has fought some of the best lightweights in the world, and uh, he hasn't he hasn't gotten finished by any of those dudes. Um, you know, like Makashev went the distance with him. Uh, you know, he also went the distance with Kevin Lee earlier in his career too. So like, this is a guy who's fought tons of people. He's looked incredible as of late. The thing that sticks out the most about him is he's got really good control on the ground, especially taking people's backs, um, you know, sinking in the rear naked choke, that kind of thing. I, I think he's going to be a big favorite here, but I don't know because he's coming from, a, a, you know, he hasn't been on Bellator, right? Like and that sometimes throws it yeah. off just a little bit. The fact that he's not been on Bellator, but like he's, he's fighting a guy who mostly has gotten things done on the mat too. And I just think he's massively better. So if I was lining this fight, I'd line it at like negative 225 for Barnaway. And, but I think really? it's going to, I think it's going to post it like negative 130 for him. Um, and if it does get it as quickly as it can, because I think it should be higher um, because people will recognize the name Piccolotti, especially in American audiences. And, you know, not always is the one who you've heard of the one you should be betting on. So, yeah, I, I like Barnaby here. So you like Barnaby. All right. Is he a legit prospect? I guess he's been around for quite a while, though. So, yeah, just a Bellator. 
prospects. Yeah, I, I originally was like, if the UFC snatched him up off of road, I would be like really interested. Because again, yeah. he's got four losses. Four losses? Is it four? Yeah, four. It's four. And it's Kevin Lee, Islam Makashev, uh, Matthews yeah. Gamrat, and Ivan Butcher, who was also a Bellator guy for a little while. So like, uh, th- that's a really good resume to have. Uh, and, and I would have liked to see what he could do in the, the UFC. But alas, we will never see that. And we're not going to watch this either, right? You, you already said it right off the bat. I'll, I, I will not watch it live. I will probably get <laughs> the replay uh, of this guy, rear naked choking Piccolotti. <laughs> yep. All right. That's it for Bellator. Anything else we should keep an eye on? Oh, yeah. We're, we're not going to watch. But if we if this is stay, we are going to watch. Any, anyone else? I'll on this Bellator card? card worth looking at. Um, don't don't, don't uh, go in your way or anything. I mean. I'm being serious, not sarcastic. I'm I'm looking. I mean, Dennis Dennis Stonjic is fighting again after seemingly turning a hundred years old. Do you remember Dennis Stonjic? No, I in, don't. So I don't in, care. In 2009, he was in the UFC and he lost really? back to yeah Dennis Stonjic. Um, and he lost huh. he lost back to back fights and the UFC released him after only losing two fights. Do you know who he lost his two fights to? It's gonna be good people. I bet that. Uh, Kane Velasquez and Stephen. Who Kane Velasquez and Stephen Struve. Uh, yeah, I knew it'd be who that's. That that uh, that's a pretty tough run. And then he got sent back to the Bosnian regional circuit. Oh, what's where? That's like getting sent to Siberia or whatever. People would would uh, say we're gonna send you to Siberia, yeah, the Bosnian regional circuit. Poor guy. Now he's in the Bellator regional circuit. Yeah, this is his first Bellator fight. But yeah, he he was away. Uh, he had, he had like won a couple of fights on the regional circuit and then he went away for five years and has since then has come back and won two in a row, but he's won two in a row for elite MMA championship out of Dusseldorf, Germany. Uh, so I don't, I don't know. How it's good elite that, dude. Don't, yeah, I don't know, on it. I don't know how good that promotion is or how bad the people he fought were, but, um, it'll be interesting to see what it looks like that now that he's back. <laughs> Will it? Are we? I thought we decided we're not going to watch this, Dan. Come on. No, I, somebody will tell me. Me. somebody will tell um, me. Somebody will tell me. Someone, Jong. Jong will watch it for everyone and tell us what happened. I think he may watch more. Does he watch more MMA than you? You think? He probably does. Yeah. I mean, he watches more of everything than me. He doesn't sleep. That's true. <laughs> Good old Jong. He's in the Discord. If you don't know who that we're talking about, give him the Discord. Uh, he's he's one of our buddies in the Discord, Jong Lee. So, um, that's enough talking about Bellator. Thanks for listening to the. Sh- so I made it through another podcast being sick. Don't don't cry for me, though. I'll, I think I'll survive. Um, we'll be back in yours Wednesday. UFC coming up Wednesday, Thursday. UFC previews for you. I'm going to get back on the winning track this week. I, my recommended plays hit last week, but Gumby still beat me on the overall play. So this is the week. I'm snapping my, my slump. This is going to be it. Um, until then, SGPN MMA is the place to be on Twitter. Gumby runs that. He's at Gumby Vreeland. I'm at Jeff Fox writer sportsgumbypockets.com for all our writing on various sports. My MMA writing is at moneymma.substack.com and Gumby's other podcast, Top Turtle MMA. Make sure you listen. Give it a follow. Give it a review. Give us a review. It's been a while since we got some good reviews. Give us some reviews. Make them funny. Um, I think that's it. I'm going to let Gumby take us home. Hopefully I caught him off guard. No, you didn't. I'm Dana Gibby Freeland. He's the Afro Samurai Jeff Fox. And we will see you on Wednesday.